Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Taste of Dragons, the podcast, the video game podcast that all of you reunion people listen to. Uh, this week, the final animal anniversary is going to be fabled. The news is controlling. Our topic is quarantined. And the dragon this week is finally here. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be a little bit of a special episode or a little bit of a uh, little bit of a fun kind of whatever episode because uh, this is going to be <laughs> I our- I my things, fun and whatever. Yeah, fun and whatever. <laughs> that's you know, how I live that's my how life. This, that's how this is. Whatever. 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 <laughs> uh, because uh, this is going to be our birth anniversary episode here at the Dragons. Oh we have, my goodness. goodness. We have Thank two birthdays. Thank you so much for reminding me, Brian. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. We have two birthdays and two anniversaries within the next three days. <laughs> we are very efficient. We are. <laughs> Just knock it out all at once. <laughs> so so whose birthdays and whose anniversaries? Well, it is both of our anniversaries, both you guys and us. It's our wedding oh, right. anniversary. We're all married. Yeah, we are. What? And Not then, to each other, no. like the four of us. <laughs> <laughs> we do have very similar anniversaries, though, which is we very do. confusing. We do. And then uh, the two birthdays is uh, both you guys, Manda and Troy. You guys. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Happy birthday, Troy. Happy birthday, Manda. <laughs> All right. We should do something. We oh, should do wait. something. <laughs> <laughs> Just have a great old time somewhere. We're, you know? <laughs> we, we're actually planning we're going to go to our favorite restaurant and yeah. sit in the parking lot and yeah. think about eating the food. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're just going to drive to them and look outside <laughs> wistfully. But uh, happy anniversary to you all as well. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Anna to you cats. Yep. And the happy birthdays and happy alls around, you know. All right. We expect <laughs> gifts from every single visitor. Every listener. Per birthday, per anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The real gift is just you listening. That's Thank right. you for being here. We appreciate that, as you know, as we do every single week. Because <laughs> this now is all Brian I have talking. right now. It's just this podcast. <laughs> oh, you're so right. Oh my yeah. goodness! Don't ever whoa, leave whoa, us. Whoa. Final Fantasy just came out. You guys have way more than this. We also okay. have Animal Crossing. We got a little bit of everything. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, this is the only thing that I have scheduled per week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so yeah, you know, speaking of which, let's get directly into our games. Do, 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 do. What, what are, are you playing? playing? Again, good luck uh, <laughs> syncing that up, Joe. Uh, <laughs> you said that last week, uh, and it was glorious. It was. I think I was. put in some extra do-do's because of the echo in my head, <laughs> since we're doing this remotely. Uh-huh. It was remarkable. I lived in a world of do's for a second there. <laughs> I was lost in the forest that was Phil Collins. I know that you have an echo because we're sharing a microphone and sitting next to each other, but I love the fiction that you're like, I added some extra dues because I have this echo in my head. It's just, I I don't have time to explain. I have no idea if I did or didn't until I hear this a week later. Uh, So, so yeah, uh, as as you guys uh, should know, we are also still recording in our two dragon's dens, so it is still going to be a little bit... A little bit hinky, but we'll get. We're gonna get through it. We're gonna get through. We're it. We're like dueling dragons. That's right. <laughs> That's trademarked. <laughs> oh no! Well, they, they shut the ride down, so it's fine. It's fine. Oh, we're back in. Let's get it. Let's confuse Let's everybody. It. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know what? You want to start us off, Manda? What What you been playing this week? 
Sure. Um, I had a weird uh, week. I, I was on the, the, the internets, on the Steams, and I noticed that, that Fable was for sale. And I haven't played Fable since, uh, I don't know, it was like 12 or something like that. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed this game. And Troy's never played it. So I was like, I'll oh. download it so that, that Troy can play it. And then as soon as I downloaded it, I realized that um, I never played Lost Chapters. I thought I did. But there were lots of screenshots from things that I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, maybe I'll pick it up. And then uh, I went to install it in the computer, and I realized that the anniversary edition is digitally remastered. So it looks significantly better than I remember it. Uh, the children look weird. They look like adults. But aside from that, uh, everything looks better. So I realized that I was downloading a game that I don't remember that looks better and has content that I've never played. So, uh, so so did it look like how you imagined it looking when you were a kid? Like when you were a kid, the graphics are amazing, of course. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess some of us have good memories around here. Uh, Fine. It's, so I... I just got to the part where you're an adult, and um, I think that the graphics will be better from this point forward, but there was definitely this weird uncanny valley thing that they were doing because they took the old graphics and then made them better. So, like, the children's heads were a weird size before, but you didn't really notice because the whole game looked like that. And then when uh, they remastered it, I was like, these look like they took a man's head, made it larger, and then stuck it on a child. And I think that's because that's what they did no no one's fault i mean this is a very old game so i'm not expecting them to be right, perfect right. but it, there's no part of me that was just like this is exactly what i remember it being that's pretty cool though what what for our discerning audience what would be the difference between fable and fable lost chapters it's the same game right right so when fable came out um which was I, like what early 2000s or mid-2000s? A AJ, can you look up the date of when Fable <laughs> came out? Thank you, uh, fact checker. Thank you, fact checker, AJ. Um, is, yes, it was either late 90s, early 2000s. It was the time of my childhood where everything blurs together. Um, <laughs> but when Fable was released, uh, it was it was a complete game. You had a beginning, you had a middle, you had an end, you had a story arc, you beat the bad guy thing. Um, but it kind of felt like you were missing a piece. Um, and... I don't know, like six months after Fable came out, they released Lost Chapters, which was like the piece you were missing. Uh, um, it isn't integral to the story, but it does make everything better. Um, is there yeah. additional content? I can't tell you what it's like because I've never played it. Um, <laughs> uh, by the time it came out, I was already, I, I think I was already hyped for Fable 2 because I just went straight from 1 to 2. I was also a kid, so I didn't buy my own video games, so I didn't, I couldn't get oh, everything yeah. that came out when it came out. That, that's back when DLC wasn't DLC. It was just the same game again with some extra content. Right, they so just you... re-released the entire <laughs> thing, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I kind of like DLC nowadays. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. But I was gonna buy all of the Fables, and did you know that you can play Fable One on Steam, but Fable Two and Three are like in an ether, so you have to like have a Xbox console to play them, and like they never re-released them or remastered them. They're in this weird like limbo vault thing, yeah. <laughs> which is sad because I was like Troy should play them because there's rumors of Fable Four. It'd be a great time to get into the franchise. It's yeah. so important to the way video games were developed. They did some very unique things that kind of informed other video games, and I was like, you should play all three of them. We can't. <laughs> Even though we own three different consoles, but uh, you should. You don't <laughs> so own the that, one that you need. That's the right? problem. <laughs> I, I, I think it works on the Xbox One. I think if you have an Xbox One, you can play it because it's backwards compatible. Oh, I yeah, played right, them on the fair. 360, which I don't have anymore. So It's that's weird that they never remastered or redid those those uh, other Fable games. They went out of business, so it makes sense. They went Renegade. What is it? What is the choice? Is it Paragon or Renegade, or is that just Mass Effect? I don't. I think it's just good and evil. It's good it's and not, evil. They didn't, they didn't okay. color it up. 
Yeah, but that was definitely one of the first games that did that kind of choosy, you know, do the right thing, do the wrong thing sort of sort of yeah. mechanic. So you, you I don't would understand the the chicken jokes. Uh, you don't understand fart <laughs> emotes. Like um, it's just no, like, no, 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 no. I fully understand fart emotes. Thank you very much. I live by fart emotes. <laughs> Thank you very much. I make a living off of fart emotes. Thank you very much. Or at least I used to. Oh, man. <laughs> they have Russian dancing. You can you can marry someone immediately murder them and they get rewarded for killing them. You okay. you have to play this game. Okay, well I'm concerned now. Um, <laughs> happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> I like you more than quest rewards, love. Oh hell yeah! It's nice <laughs> to have a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> hey Troy, I thrive on the low bar. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> All right. Well, cool, cool. Is there anything that you uh, that you got out of it that you didn't get the first time that you played it, Manda? Uh, <laughs> I am significantly better at video games. Hey. In the beginning <laughs> of the game, they have you like run through these tests. And I remember as a kid being like, okay, I, like I was like madman, like connecting strings. So I was like, okay, first I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and I have to make sure to do this. And I like cut this corner over here and just doing them again. It was, it was very easy. It was extremely easy. It was just like, oh, I, was, I was bad at video games. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's always great playing an older game where like yeah i remember being pretty good at this and then you play it now and you're just like i'm a god <laughs> what? What? oh no <laughs> or it goes the other way where you play it again and you're like i remember this being so much easier when i was a kid what has happened to me <laughs> where'd this hair come from on my body <laughs> all right well cool cool and that was a uh, fables anniversary edition on steam how much was yes. it by the way I paid $8 for it. It is $35, but it was on sale. Oh, oh nice. Gosh. Not bad at all. What Not up, quarantine? Yeah, well, <laughs> That's that quarantine discount right there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, let's, get our, uh, let's get our weekly updates. Uh, Joe, what have you been playing this week? I went hard on Animal Crossing again. <laughs> I have, I, I, Crest of It was great. It's, it's a really beautiful game. But um, Animal Crossing called, the turnip market called, everything called. It was great. Did you uh, did you make out this week on the turnips? I did. I so I I used to think I was good at this whole stock market thing, um, and you know Sal Jones, she's awesome. But I I definitely <laughs> I definitely didn't understand it beforehand. I I made like a million and a half bells in nice. the in the turnip market and the stock market, and I was very like, oh my gosh! But it was like nothing compared to some of my other friends. Oh yeah, <laughs> this like, only I, works. For us because we have this friend group that we are all in we so yeah. 22 other friends that are playing the game so someone always has a good turn of price odds <laughs> are in our favor um and that's just networking that's just yep. having good friends in good places that's, that's just right. insider trading it's fine it does feel like insider trading it really does and then, oh, oh my gosh is it so sad when somebody doesn't make it over in time it's like oh the minute's oh up gosh. it's like oh and you just yeah. you get heartbroken so, one of our friends had a very high selling point for the turnips this week and, it, and the turnips, they give you two prices, one during the morning and one during the evening, afternoon. And I woke up too late. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I was awake beforehand. I just didn't get on. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was awake like 15 minutes beforehand, really, if I'm being uh -huh. honest. But um, <laughs> I, was, I felt pure regret that it, I missed it. So, uh, yeah, it was sad. Oh, no. 
Yeah, because it was like almost at the very top that it could be. And uh, I remember getting into it. And it was basically just like Times Square. People coming, going. It was just a <laughs> madhouse. <laughs> sell them, get out. Sell them, get out. We got to get someone else in. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Sell, sell, sell. Um, yeah. on, in other news, I messed up horribly uh, from last week because you guys were doing the investment. That was great. I was doing a different kind of investment. I was doing that like person who's hiding gold under their mattress investment. <laughs> I, I took my bells and in Animal Crossing, there is a money tree That's that right. if you dig up, you can put in a thousand bells and then when it grows, you'll get 3000 bells. You can put 10,000, you'll get 30,000. Well, my dumb butt <laughs> <laughs> decided to put in a hundred thousand into that tree. Someone had to. You For science, someone had to. You had to know if it was different this game. I heard a rumor on the internet, <laughs> and I decided to follow it. But I didn't just follow it. For the next four days, I did that. I continued oh. to put $100,000 <laughs> of bells into trees for four straight days until finally the tree came back. And it only gave me 10,000 bells. And I went, oh, okay, why did I do that? There has to be something weird with that. Um, for it, It's probably because it's 100,000 bells. So in the, in the original game and in the second game, you could go as high as 30,000 bells. And it would give you 30,000 bell trees. I had tested it out because I was told at the very beginning when we all started playing that you could only get 10,000 bells out of those trees. That's uh -huh. as high as it would go. So then I, for the whole last week, have put 11,000 bells, 12,000 bells, 13,000 bells, 14,000 bells. Oh and then goodness. when I, that's what I did each day. I just upped the amount just to see what would happen because I don't Has care it been if I working? lose it. Uh, it totally works. Uh, I, <gasps> at, at, however, so I got to, I think it was 14 or 15,000 bells when the first, the 11,000 bell tree grew. And I was like, uh -huh. oh. Well, I'm going to put 30,000 bells in this right now. So uh -huh. I put 30,000 in the next day, and then I did 32 the day after that, and I did 36 the day after that. So I'm so, just going to see how this all works. because so I, I did sure. a 20,000, so I'm excited. You don't yeah. have the yeah. answer to this yet, but you will next week. The next week. That's right. Absolutely next oh. week. But it, it totally does give you, it'll give you 11, it'll give you 12, it'll give you 13, and it'll give you 14. Okay. So, Troy had a tree, one then, weird tree. They gave him like 90,000 yes, back. Yes, one tree did bring back 100 grand, uh, wow. 300 grand. Uh -huh. uh, but I think it was just some random algorithm they put in there. That's amazing. Huh. Yeah, just I've, think of oh. what I'm doing as like you're investing in BitBell. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's BitBells. It's not going to be good for most of the time. Okay. If, if it's BitBells, yes, isn't it just bills? <laughs> the bills. <laughs> the bills. Joe, how how'd you like the egg reduction? Uh, egg reduction was infinitely better. I spent the first two days of April in love with the cherry blossoms and hating fishing, which is one of the most calming <laughs> things in my entire life. I I literally could play Animal Crossing for the next month or two and just fish every day, and that would I be know. my life, and that's great. And the egg thing really ruined it, like yeah, to a too. level that I couldn't. I was getting angry, and I didn't want to play. Like I, I didn't realize yep. how much I spend time fishing in this game <laughs> until yeah. I didn't want to do it anymore. But I as just, soon as the reduction yeah. happened, I was like, yes, it was wonderful. I stopped fishing. But when the reduction happened, just I got, maybe uh, the first one I got was a water egg. And I'm sure it's reduced. But I was just like, no, <laughs> just walked away <laughs> threw my fishing pole into the lake. Silver lining, though, in, if you have too many eggs and you make them into furniture, they pay you double the cost of the eggs yeah. in the furniture. So, yeah. like, it's not as good as fishing because, like, to your point, it's not as calming and I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but you kill. You can still make some bells if you're if you, yeah. if you got them eggs. It broke way more, way, uh, too way too many fishing rods playing with the oh, eggs yeah. than I didn't because there was because 
they didn't just up the amount of eggs. It was like they upped the amount of fish too, but it was all yeah. that same size. So it was like out of one fishing rod, I think what do you get 20 fish out of one fishing rod or something like that? Yeah, 20 Fif- or 30. 15 of them, you know, like over two thirds of whatever it was, was always eggs. And after a while, I didn't even care about making them into furniture. I was just selling them. And I still have probably, I don't know, 120 of the water eggs right now. <laughs> yeah. And I was just hoping friends needed them. Like, here, I'll drop these off at your town. Open up. Here's 30. Enjoy. <laughs> like, like, I did it with the stone eggs, too. I was going, I finally decided I was going to go to mystery islands. I was going to go to two or three a day. And would you believe that every other mystery island I get is the bamboo island? <laughs> right, right, right. And That's I am crazy. so tired of the bamboo island, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that will continue to happen after spring because um, some of the bamboo stuff is going to start retiring. So I'm hoping the bamboo island will retire and get replaced by like the one with the limes or lemons or some oh, tropical yeah. stuff. It might Something be cool. else. I hope so. I hope it, we'll I hope it does. Month. Yeah, we'll yeah. see how it goes. So, but Animal Crossing still has my soul and yeah, it's great. Nice, nice, nice. All right, and that'll bring us to uh, to my game, which also coincidentally is Troy's game. What uh, a coincidence. Which, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> and uh, our games are, sh- no shock to anybody probably, is uh, Final Fantasy VII, the remake. It's Ooh. out, it's out, it's out, it's out. <laughs> it actually happened. It's uh, actually in our hands. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to believe. It's kind of surreal, to be honest. It is, it is. And even though I played the demo, um, when I pl- when I popped in the disc, um, you know, which I thought was funny. I, you know, you open up the thing and there's two discs in it, <laughs> just like Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> oh. like the like the original Final Fantasy, <laughs> and then like which was like like four discs. Uh, it was three discs for number seven. Three discs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was four. No, no, number uh, number eight had four discs. Ah. Uh. I think whatever one I had had a soundtrack to it as yeah, well. Yeah, probably had a soundtrack. So. Yeah, because it was not. Yeah, the number number seven only had three discs. But uh, but yeah, I, I just started laughing. Joe's like, "Hey, look, it's just like the original." <laughs> I was so is it hoping actually they would... two discs. No, no. Uh, no. So so one of the discs is your data disc, which you use to install, oh, okay. and then the second disc is what you use to play it with. The game. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. just well, really hoping that they would force you at some point to get up and change the disc because I was like, please. <laughs> oh, I thought please, it was. Please make them get up and change the disc. You have no idea like, how much joy that would bring me. Right. Like, yeah. You wanted a remake. You're getting it. Well, if they if they play the game episodically, I mean, w- since they're releasing the game episodically, uh, you will have to change discs if you play both episodes at the same time. So you're going to finish oh, yeah. episode one and go to episode two, and you're going to have to take episode one yeah. out and put episode two in. Right. So that'll be fun. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And well, Troy, let's, you... let's try and talk about this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Troy, you, uh, you got it digitally, so you got to play it immediately at midnight, right? I did, immediately. Like, okay. on the dot. Well, sort of. They let you pre-download it? <laughs> Yeah, pre-download was great. No problems. Ran smooth. My PS4 did sound like it was going to pass out <laughs> my, the entirety of me playing uh, oh, yeah. um, this weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- this is this is the remake to what is probably one of my favorite games of all time. You, Brian? Yep, same, same. Yeah, Absolutely. and so like I was doing a little research in the early 2000s they were like hey we're gonna remake this game for the PS2 and everyone was like Woo, <laughs> and it never happened <laughs> oh, no. No, it did not. and then every year it would they would say they're making a remake on the next console or the next console and it never happened it never happened mm-hmm. until what was it I think like Kingdom Hearts was finally announced Kingdom Hearts 3 and yes. you're like oh that's real and then they yeah. were like, also the remake to Final Fantasy VII. You're like, well, that one's got to be fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and think, we yeah. were wrong. Yeah, yeah, we were. And I'm glad that we were. 
Um, I've I've got I've only gotten to play a little bit of it. Um, I think I've only got to play maybe about uh, three hours or so. Um, because okay. I picked mine up from Best Buy this morning. I uh, I installed it, you know, all that jazz, and then I had to do some other stuff around the house. Uh, so I only got to play about three hours. Uh, but that three hours is is pretty darn good so far. Yeah, what um, do you think? Oh, I'm I'm loving it. Uh, even though I played the demo before, we've talked about the demo before. Yeah. Um, there was like one or two cutscenes that were new, uh, in that same section. And even though that first movie, even when that first movie started up, I almost had a little tear in my eye. Even though I had already seen it <laughs> during the demo, it's like, but I get to play the entire thing now, <laughs> or at least you know yeah. the Midgar part of it. So. Yeah, there it was, was something really was interesting cool. about the opening of it because uh, there was an added scene that wasn't in the demo that yes. just showed the world. People yeah. going to work, kids playing down the street, riding bikes, um, just a lively city. And then it kind of points out the crux of this game, which is all about being environment- environmentally conscious. So it shows like amongst all this beautiful city life, there's like a dying flower. And you, then you start noticing that like, while the city is nice, there's no nature and stuff like that. And what it did for me and what it made me realize is like, oh, this is going to be the fleshed out Final Fantasy adventure. And it reminded me, and you guys can talk about this since you all are part of the the, the comic book podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like, hey, I read a comic book and it was great. And I got the page to page and I filled in the rest with my imagination. And then years later they made the movie and you get to see it on this big screen and all these little nuances and all these little details are now in front of you yeah uh and that's what it feels like to me like they yeah. have hands now that's cool <laughs> <laughs> not just blocks it is very it is very cool very weird <laughs> um I, i'm much better with the, the the combat system now um the the yeah. demo i was it was a little rough with it but now, because Likewise. I played the demo, I do know what to do now. So yeah. a lot of all the fights were a lot easier for me. I don't know if they just made the fights easier or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've, I've, it's been a lot more fluid for me. Um, yeah, there. It's tough if you're playing on the regular difficulty. It, it's 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 not tough. I think it's it's challenging. Yes. Um, and and once you understand the combat system, there's a fluidity where you're bouncing back and forth between characters, you're issuing commands, abilities. It all sounds very convoluted. And to be honest, it is convoluted. But once you start seeing the systems at work and you're seeing how unique all the playable characters are, you start to see how they can start complementing each other. And it actually starts fitting together like a, like a really fun uh, puzzle. That is I heard that yeah. the characters are much more fleshed out. The ones that are that were just side characters in the original content have more voice lines and more character building and more kind of personality than they did before. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're also adding new characters as well. Um, so, cool. so to go with your comic book uh, analogy, Troy, uh, yeah. it is kind of like seeing a comic book being turned into a movie because a lot of the comic books, like you know, you see Winter Soldier, the comic book, and then you see Winter yeah. Soldier, the movie. They take kind of the bones of it. Right. And then just kind of flesh it out and then also change a couple of things because right. it, what works good in one setting does not work as well in another one. Exactly. Um, so that's what I'm seeing now. Yeah. Uh, and with it this. feels like that. Yeah. 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 It, um, it was it was very weird walking or running around and um, and knowing where I had to go next. Like I was running <laughs> around. And I was like, wait a minute. That's the fountain where I get jumped. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go look around some more. And then like I did, like I, I ran around and I got to the fountain. I was like, yep, yep. There's the jumping point. Yep. <laughs> there's that helicopter. Yep. <laughs> um, 
Have you have you guys met Tifa and Aerith yet? Because I know the internet has been all a frenzy uh, because I guess the... I, I have not played this game, so I'm going uh-huh. to convey this in a way that's probably not absolutely correct. But uh, <laughs> I know that they both have a thing for Cloud. Uh, yes. But the internet has been very happy that they made them friends so they don't have that uh, every woman in this video game must hate each other because they're all women uh, a cliche <laughs> is that they, they, they further yeah. developed the, the, their characters and also their relationship with one another. So that, that taps right into my main concern with the game is like how much of this nostalgia am I going to be holding on to and how much of the change I'm going to find endearing or cool. And that yes. is one of the changes that I am loving. Um, there's a part in this game where yeah you do run into Tifa and she's showing you where like you're going to stay and she it's next to her room if you go up to her room and try to open it cloud literally says hey don't be weird <laughs> yeah. he says don't be weird and then if you go to the to the to the one next to you the, on the other side he's like i don't know this person why am i going to go in here <laughs> yeah and so the game pretty much stays on rails to what Final Fantasy is and what you remember up to a certain point where you kind of get to the slums. And that for me was where I truly found uh, the game, the new game. It opens up to kind of like this open base world where you can walk around this entire slums, hear people talk, hear people walk and do things. You can hear them walk. Um, <laughs> and and that's, that's part of what helps flesh Tifa out is as you're going around this area, people are talking about her being like, yep. hey, Tifa, you know, I have your thing or hey, how's the bar doing? Like she has her own place in this universe, uh, which, is, which is awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. Um, I just got to my apartment, um, and I'm I'm just a little bit past that, not by not by much. So um, so you've gotten to like the game, like yeah, I've gotten at that to point. That. You then start getting quests, mm-hmm. and you're 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 a mercenary. And what was cool is that in the original game, the fact that you're a mercenary is just what launches you to the to past the first part of the the story. It's like you do one job, and then you're whisked away on a Final Fantasy. <laughs> what this game is doing is saying, oh, wait a second, you're a mercenary, which means you will take work for hire. Let's delve into that. Yep. And yep. I find that awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, the one part I did love is as I was walking around, or not walking, as you're running around away from soldiers and, and, and everything, um, I kept on seeing the trains go by, mm-hmm. and I kept on thinking to myself, aren't I supposed to be jumping on that? Wait, is this my one? Am, did I miss the train? Oh no! Let me jump on it. Yeah, let me just let me just go. You keep on teasing it. Come on. <laughs> um, and then when you do finally get on the train, um, the music—I feel like it's almost as if Westworld did a cover on the Final Fantasy music when you get on the train. Because as like as soon as I got on, I was like, Joe, am I am I in Westworld now? Am I on the Westworld train? Is this is this going there? <laughs> You'll never know. I yeah, mean, that's how Westworld works. It is. You never know. <laughs> it could be. It could not be. You tell yeah. me. What's yeah. real? <laughs> uh, but so far, I'm enjoying the game. Uh, I do have some concerns as far as if I'm going to be able to differentiate what's nostalgia, like you said, and what's not. Like, if I'm going to really be enjoying the game for the game or if I'm just enjoying it because it's I'm back in the world. So, right. Yeah. Um, my concern is that some of the game mechanics, that the new game mechanics that they're introducing will get stale or shallow yes. like uh-huh. it's fun looking for somebody's cats and it's it's <laughs> fun right now for someone to be like hey there's you know drakes in a factory go clear them out but if i'm just continuing to do that non-stop that could i don't know get a little get a little stale for me but yeah i i like the direction that they're going 
Agreed. Agreed. I think there's promise there. Yeah. I look forward to talking about this next week. Um, uh, not getting into spoilers or anything, but I look, I look, I do look forward get into getting in, talking about more of this next week cool, and how cool. and how yeah. all the mechanics fleshed out for us and yeah. how it actually did work out. Because oh, and, and it looks beautiful. Like, oh yeah, it's detailed. <laughs> not just beauty like aesthetic, but like they put a lot of detail into every single inch of this slum area, of the train, mm-hmm. of the of the kind of the, this wreckage site. Like I just I spent so long just poking around, looking at at every single little thing they put in there. Same. Um, that I kind of forgot that I was supposed to be running away from the government. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Instead, I'm like running into people, just talking to them about their lives. It's taking me like, you know, half an hour. It should have taken me like 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, but I'm just captivated by, by what they've added. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm with you. Not I'm that many you. character models, but the environment is good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Everything, everything they did, they did show a lot of love to this that I've seen so far. So I, I look forward to exploring it and immersing myself and everything with it. It's going to be great, hopefully. Yeah, it feels <laughs> old and new at the same time. I think exactly. Is the best way to describe it. That's cool. a great way to describe it. So, uh, so yeah, that'll do it for our games this week, and that'll bring us into our news segments. News, 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 It's so weird listening to that back again because we're all just shouting news with no no abandon. Uh, (laughs) Isn't that just what news is? It kind of is. It's true. Uh, uh, To start it off this week, uh, we have Stop It COVID. Uh, This week's Stop It COVID is... Stop It COVID! That's right. Uh, is Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, got released early in a lot of different areas around the world, including here. Um, If you got it shipped here, a lot of copies were arriving on Thursday, some of them as early as Wednesday. Um, I know in other places of the world, like in Europe and in Australia, they actually got it last week. Uh, They actually got it a full, like, 10 days early. So, I mean, good for those people. But <laughs> what, what has Europe got that we don't got? They got an Animal Crossing early. They got they got Final Fantasy early. What do we got to do? We got the COVID. They got the COVID. We're inside. They're inside. What are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we got to do, but hopefully we don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then also uh, Valorant, the first-person shooter from Riot Games, entered into closed beta. Yeah, it's got a lot of steam coming off of it as kind of being the answer to Call of Duty and Overwatch in one. <laughs> and and Counter-Strike. <laughs> like, and Counter-Strike. Like it's, it is a complete marriage of it. I've been watching a lot of people's streams of it. Yeah. And it, it actually looks really good. The gameplay looks solid. If they, I'm, I'm sure they will, but when they polish the rest of the aesthetic up i think mm-hmm. it may be in agreed agreed so and and a whole bunch of people are watching it as well because if you watch it on twitch and you link your account to to your riot account um you can just by watching you can possibly earn into the closed beta so it's a scheme it's scheme. a scheme and not only is it a scheme but there's so many bots uh, watching it because the bots are trying to get access <laughs> oh. to it because people are buying access to it on ebay for like hundreds of dollars for oh. a game okay, that's going to okay. eventually be free like it's a dirty <laughs> scheme i don't like dirty, dirty schemes scheme. yeah so so right now like some people on uh, on twitch have like three hundred thousand viewers and this is just one person like summit 1g has had three hundred thousand people watching him at one point just getting into that closed beta will make you lots of money if you're yeah. a twitch streamer <laughs> yeah oh absolutely wow so so yeah All that's right, valorant uh, Yep. Don't don't hurt my Overwatch. Yeah. 
Uh, and then also the PlayStation 5 controller was shown for the very first time. It's uh, so and pretty. And I, I would like to say it was because of us, uh, because of our Dragon <laughs> of the Week last week. Uh, this is our reward. So. Aww. <laughs> You're welcome, world. That's right. That's it's, right. It's so pretty. I am very excited. I only saw the white one at first, and uh, I saw the black one later, and I'm just, I'm, I'm bought in a thousand percent. So sleek. Yeah. Futuristic. Shiny. Clean. Yeah. I'm very surprised they kept that middle button. Um, <gasps> That's my favorite I'm, I'm thing. I'm happy they did. Oh, no, I'm the happy they did. Big, I love the middle button. dumb middle button. <laughs> yeah, the one that I used to always forget was there. So I'd be like, how the hell do I bring up my map? And I would go through like almost an entire game and remember there's a that giant yeah. middle button. <laughs> they said that they replaced the share button with something? Uh, yeah, it's now called the create button. It does the exact oh. same thing. It's just instead of share, it's create. Oh. Right. Changing it up, but not really. <laughs> PlayStation. My motto. Yeah. Changing it up, but not really. Yeah. Uh, I'm really open-minded, also- unless you want to have a different opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also, Google Stadia is going to be free for the next two months. Uh, I think, Manda, you have some information on that? Stop it, COVID? I don't know. <laughs> that, I don't know if that's a bad thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, the, so the Stadia, um, Pro, Stadia Pro is going to be free for two months. If you sign up with your email address, they'll let you in. Uh, you get uh, access to the, their free content, which includes uh, Destiny 2 um, and SteamWorld Dig 2 and several other, uh, other games. None of them are exclusives yet, which is still kind of a bummer. But if you were thinking about trying out Stadia, now would be a really good time. Um, they're obviously not going to send you a controller for free, but uh, you can get access to their library and their content and see if you like it or yeah. not. And since you can That's play right. stuff on your phone and on yeah. your computer, then it would be a great time to kind of sample yeah. what they got. Worth noting, Stadia is like a video game streaming Apparatus? Service. Service. There Service. it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they want to be the, the Netflix for video games, but it's kind of been a, a, a big buy-in to jump into it. Netflix is a good analogy. It's like Netflix, but they don't have any original Netflix content yet. So it's like, it's Netflix, but you still own your whole DVD collection. So you you're still, like, why yeah. am I paying for the DVDs I already yeah. have? But if you want to buy into the system now to see what it's like, when they do get their own content and they start doing their own things, then you'll, you'll already yeah. know, which is cool. It, it's like Netflix, except you have to buy Tiger King to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Like on top of the price. They're getting there. They're getting there. <laughs> yeah, they're getting there. You know, they're trying something new. Go for them. So it's Google Stadia Exotic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stadia Exotic. That's its name from now on. <laughs> Uh, and then our last bit of news is we got uh, E3 is not going to be having a digital event. Uh, Troy, you have a little bit of information on this, right? Yeah, E3, after they were canceled for their 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 big you know expo with all the video games there that they have done for decades now, um, they were thinking about doing a digital-only thing, which uh, other uh, cons have done or conventions have done. Uh, but they released that the next time they're going to do anything will be in 2021 (laughs) all right (laughs) and that they're not going to pursue a big summer event what they will do is they will still meet kind of one-off with developers to try and promote their games but they're not going to try to make a big thing about it okay so ign said well i see an (laughs) opening (laughs) (laughs) and they'll be hosting an e3 like event called like summer games where they're just going to do a digital E3, it sounds like. So Okay, okay. All right. We'll see how that goes. Stay tuned. 
with all of the big companies kind of doing their own announcements since E3 was canceled, I can't imagine them being like, oh, we're going to do this big digital thing. It's like, we're going to do a big digital thing without any of the big video game companies. And it's yeah. just like, oh, that, I, I can see why they were like, oh, maybe next year. Yeah, exactly. And, expe- and hopefully IGN will, will include a lot of the smaller companies as well. Um, oh, hopefully yeah. It's yeah, absolutely. Be that I think hopefully that'll be that focused, at least for me. Um, but they do still, I'm sure, need uh, a couple of the bigger players in order to get anybody to actually watch it. Uh, it would be with. cool if the like Microsoft and Sony and uh, Nintendo and some of the bigger pub- publishers did their own announcements, and then for the like not the not the smaller publishers, but the medium to small publishers had like mm-hmm. their own like collective. So you could watch the big ones, like the big three, and then everything else right. kind of fell into this umbrella. And then you could see some smaller stuff because I feel the the worst for the indie companies because they can't afford to put out their own showcase and if they could like they don't have they're new they don't have the draw to get people to yeah. watch them. nintendo does exactly. a direct playstation is a state of play i think nintendo does that sometimes they do like their nindies and mm-hmm. whatnot i feel like more big companies could probably help out like that agreed give agreed. a voice to the little people that's right so uh so yeah that'll do it for our news and that brings us to our uh, sports ball segments with our happy thursday troy ba 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 sports <laughs> <laughs> My name is not Troy. We'll get to that in a second. Hello, everyone. Let me tell you something. When it comes to breakneck entertainment, I got one word for you. Sports. When it comes to solving world hunger, I got one word for you. Sports. When it comes to finding your misplaced TV remote, which you know you left on the coffee table, but it's not on the coffee table, so I checked, you know, you checked the couches, but it's not there either. Then you remember you put a tracking device on the moments for things like this, so that you have a tracking device. So you boot up your app on your phone, only to then remember that the batteries on the tracking device died months ago, so you give up and decide to walk to your TV and rudely rub the backside of it, wondering how the hell you're going to make one button into 15 15 different things before you realize you should probably be playing Animal Crossing anyway, and you walk away. Well... For that moment, I got three words for you. Sports, sports, sports. <laughs> that was very weird with an echo in my head. <laughs> my name is Hunter Triptana, and I'm your sports correspondent. As long as those sports are esports, and as long as those esports are just the Overwatch League. Big news for the Dallas Fuel coming out at week nine. After 15 matches, 70 maps, and 10 months, they can finally claim a victory. Woo. That's right. The Dallas Fuel <laughs> haven't won a match since last season. Oof. But in my book, I'm sad because when it comes to the art of losing, Dallas were the true winners. <laughs> <laughs> but now the streak is done, and that's that. Shanghai beat Chengdu. Shanghai's looking to be one of the top teams this year. If you remember season one, they were the worst. They were they the were. worst. It was a joke how bad they were. But they got rid of everybody on that team. <laughs> 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 and now they're one of the best. <laughs> The new hero, Echo, will be dropping this week. She is a mimic character. And uh, make sure you're not confusing this with Echo the Dolphin. Although, yes, I want that crossover very badly. (laughs) (laughs) This new hero is sure to shake up the game in many ways and reward flex players like myself that can play many characters. And we will truly have an earned advantage, at least for a day before everyone inevitably gets better than me. (laughs) 
But until then, we cannot wait to see how this is going to mess up everything in the Overwatch League. Finally, we had some more succinct news when it came to the hero bans. Instead of there being a hero ban for the Overwatch pro players and a hero ban for the, you know, at-home competitive players, they decided one ban for them all, one healer, two DPS, and one tank, and that's it. Went one ban to rule them all. She gets it. Sports! <laughs> I'm Sports. out of here. See you later. All right. I lie. <laughs> you know, I, I do sometimes lie. I am a guy. It's only, you know, it's only fair. Lying Brian. <laughs> I'm out. You're out. All right. Well, thank you for that, uh, Hunter. Appreciate that. Uh, and now for our last segment, we have Turn Up For What with Manda. Turnip prices return to normal as bunny fever begins to subside. With both bunny day and spring coming to a close, residents are scrambling to complete last-minute DIYs. Villagers looking for a quick bell should invest in cherry blossoms and bamboo sprouts to sell to off-season vendors. On another note... <sighs> Melvis would like to thank all of those who attended his birthday this Saturday, especially those who brought gifts. He's still looking for his shoes. If you have any information as to the whereabouts of his shoes, please contact Taste of Dragons at Instagram or Twitter. Until next week, buy low, sell high, and stay safe. Thank you for that, Menda. And um, hopefully Melvin Melvin will find- Melvis is my Animal Crossing character. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty great. He can't find his shoes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so uh, so yeah, that'll do it for our news segment. We also do not have a tasty topic or a mighty morsel this week, so you're welcome, everyone. Uh, you don't have to. <laughs> We're just gonna be uh, just gonna get right into our dragon of the week. Do 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 do. It's the dragon of the week. Oh, it's so sweet. It's the dragon of the week. Oh, it's on fleek. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week. Dragon Dragon of the Week is our chance to throw a little love on developers, video game industry professionals, and just kind of talk about them, learn about them, because, man, they're putting in some work to get us through this quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they are. (laughs) Um, And uh, this week's Dragon of the Week is uh, going to be brought to you by me. This week's Giant of the Week is going to be Yoshinori Kitase, director of multiple Final Fantasies and the current vice president at Square Enix. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, he's also, you know, you might want to guess, you know, he, he directed Final Fantasy VII. But we'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that old thing. That old thing, you know, just a little relevant this week. Uh, but Kitase was born in 1966 in the outskirts of Tokyo and had a fairly normal childhood. Uh, he was catching bugs, playing with friends, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, but he had one experience that changed his life. In 1978, he saw a little movie st- called Star Wars. Oh, <gasps> heard of it. <laughs> you might have heard of it. Uh, he became enamored with the film industry and in sci-fi particularly. <laughs> he was like, "Forget uh, he, these bugs." <laughs> yeah, he was. It was like he loved the story of like the rebellious group fighting against like a larger force. Um, yeah. And you can kind of see where this is heading. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, everything else that he saw up until that point, like just looked like toys. Like as far as like movies and TV shows, like all those types of shows just looked like you know you could clearly see the wires on people and on the toys and and everything so but this film star wars looks just real 
So while he was watching the behind the scenes videos of it, he got really interested in the creative process of films. So he decided to attend the Nihon University College of Art to study screenwriting and filmmaking. Ooh. And which is kind of, you know, kind of in the wheelhouse. You know, I'll give it a pass. Uh, <laughs> for this one. And uh, after graduation, though, he joined a small animation studio uh, where he got to experience every stage of the animation process due to it being such a small scale studio. Uh, he got to do project management, uh, actually animating and coloring cells. You name it, he probably got to do it which immensely helped later on in his life. Uh, and around this time, uh, Kitase got around to playing Dragon Quest, and he fell in love with RPGs uh, just in general. Like, he started playing all of them. Um, and so he, like, he was playing like Wizardry, Dragon Quest, all these other ones. And then he finally played Final Fantasy, the original one. And he became struck by Amano's art style and the way that the characters and the battles were done. Instead of you being the character like was Dragon Quest and Wizardry, where the game battles were like the, from the first-person perspective and the main characters didn't even talk. Mm -hmm. This game had every character had their own story, especially the main character. And he felt like games were a medium where you could depict great dramas because of this. So soon after, he quit his job at the animation studio. Uh, this was about a year later after he joined it, uh, after he was there. And uh, he saw an advertisement for a position at Square while reading a game magazine. And uh, he was still looking for film-related jobs, but he knew Square was really putting effort into their visuals. So he applied like, immediately. He had no programming experience, uh, no <laughs> game development experience in general. Um, so he was going to be a movie. So when, he was going to movie dude. Like that yeah. was his yeah, track. Yeah, he, was a movie he, was, guy. he was going to make yeah. the next Star Wars. Yeah, he was going. To, he was going in that general direction. And but you know, he really liked these RPGs. So he's like, you know what? Square, and, you know, they're doing yeah. it. And it makes Let's sense because, like, JRPGs, they're all about, like, a group. And, like, Star yeah. Wars is about a group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, fighting. Oh, so. yeah. 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 And um, and so when he went to for his interview, it was actually with the Hironobu Sakaguchi, who is the creator of Final Fantasy. <laughs> That's who his interview was wow. with. <laughs> no pressure. And, uh, <laughs> and so since he didn't really have any experience, he showed him a stop motion animation that he made during the university. Um, and uh, he shot his shot, and uh, the rest is history. The guy was like, Sakaguchi was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> He's like, I like Chewbacca too. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do this. this. I love to think and, that their uh, interview was just like, do you see Star Wars? He's like, I love Star Wars. What do you think yeah. about it? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> what do you think of Parsec, yes? <laughs> That's right. Uh, and so this was the year 1990. Uh, and so his first game was Saiken Densetsu. Uh, for the Game Boy, which was known as Final Fantasy Adventure over here. Okay. Um, and it's the first in the Secret of Mana series. Oh. And, um, and so there was only six people working on the game, which was small even for then. Uh, so they had two of their veteran people working on it and four new hires, of which he was a part of. Um, he would sleep at the office every night. Uh, he would uh, help with the game design and writing the scenarios. Like that's what he was majorly doing. He was just uh, he was just helping with the game design and writing it. I like how uh, so, like historically when you bring up like workers' rights and you're like, yeah, they fell asleep every night working on the game. You're like, oh, that's so adorable. But then like if in modern context when you're like, yeah, they're falling asleep every night working on the game, you're like, that's terrible. This should never yes. happen. Yeah, again. Exactly. <laughs> that is not it was okay. The 1990s, baby. Yeah, that's in how the, it was. In 90s, workers' rights are just oh nothing. They're what just is this riot cute. games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would actually go on and he would talk about how he would like set up three chairs right next to one another so he could have a bed Aww. and that's how he would sleep and like all the other people who were there at the studio would like be playing the guitar and doing all this stuff and that's how he would fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny um but he would go on to uh, writing and creating cutscenes for final fantasy 5 that was his next game 
Um, and so it was just him and Sakaguchi, though, working on the cutscenes. That's what he was doing. And, um, and he was working hand-in-hand with Sakaguchi. And he must have done a pretty great job because he was then given the task of co-directing Final Fantasy VI. Ooh. Wow, one of the best. Like, yeah. And, um, and this was due to Sakaguchi. Uh, he had a promotion to vice president at Square. And so he had a much greater workload. So he couldn't do the directing duties all on his own. Um, and so you can definitely see Katase's influence on Final Fantasy VI. He purposely wrote every character as if they could be the main character. Um, he also put a lot more dramatic scenes in the game, which hadn't really been done in a Final Fantasy up until that point. And uh, he himself personally crafted many of the game's memorable scenes, like the Opera House, um, mm. the Daryl's Grave scene, mm. and Fishing with Celis. Cool. Um, those were all things that he did all on his own, and he 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 worked specifically to do those things, which were some of the most memorable scenes of that entire game, um, which actually almost even defined that game. Um, and then after that, he would work on a little game called Chrono Trigger. Heard of it. <laughs> Uh, along with pretty much every other big name at Square, and uh, like he the served Dream as one Team of the game's came directors. Together for that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and he served as one of the game's directors. He wrote many of the game's subplots, um, and uh, while doing it, they even toyed with killing off the main character Chrono permanently. Uh, but Square thought it was too depressing and asked them to change it. <laughs> Again, you can you can see where this is going. Uh, <laughs> oh, I do see and, where it's going. Yeah. Oh, spoilers! <laughs> Get ready, y'all. <laughs> And then uh, due to him, uh, his close working with Sakaguchi, he was finally given the reins to a Final Fantasy all on his own. He served as the game director and scenario writer for Final Fantasy VII and changed many people's views on gaming and the gaming industry in general. Um, You can see pretty much every single one of his influences on the games, from the setting to the characters to the cutscenes to CGI. Every experience in his life has influenced that game. And uh, that's actually why I focused on his entire past i don't even care about how he came up with the game what he did <laughs> because you can see it all and how he lived his life you can see his star wars references from biggs and wedges the actual names of characters yeah. in that <laughs> game <laughs> um you can see the small scale force you know going against the larger force you know everything that made his life oh, or right. had an influence on him went directly into final oh, fantasy man, sephiroth is vader yeah oh my gosh it totally is Ah. yeah and cloud has that luke moment where he's like no it can't be be. (laughs) and um his rpgs stand on their own so much that um people refer to them as katase rpgs and it's kind of a subgenre on its own um he would go on to direct final fantasy 8 he went to produce and direct final fantasy 10 uh, he uh, executively produced Final Fantasy Core or uh, Core, Crisis Core Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, he would produce Final Fantasy Thirteen, and uh, he's a producer on the newly released Final Fantasy Seven remake. He's actually the very last name that you see in the front credits, wow. directly next to Ares. <laughs> awesome. I was actually looking for his name while playing it today, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's the very last name that you see. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty awesome. Currently, he serves on the Final Fantasy committee that guides all things Final Fantasy as a brand at Square Enix. Uh, if you want, look up his Wikipedia and see how many things he's actually been involved with, because it's actually mind-boggling. Okay. Uh, but my favorite bit is that his career came full circle. 
as he was a producer on the Final Fantasy VII Advent Children movie. Oh, <laughs> he got to make his movie. He got to do it. <laughs> and then there was a director's uh, cut, which was way better, which would make, which <laughs> make sense. Yeah. So uh, I would like to, again, once again, thank Yoshinori Kitase one last time for being just as big of a nerd as the rest of us yeah. and watching Star Wars. Um, and that I think it's funny. has so much of my money. Yeah. <laughs> I've been paying him for games since I was a teenager. Oh, yeah. Some of my favorite games he's had had, had a hand directly in. Yeah. And uh, if, for me, it, it shows how much of a leap forward Final Fantasy VII was because Chrono Trigger, I think of like a, as a retro game. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII, I don't. Those were only released two years apart. Wow. F- Chrono Trigger was released in 95. Final yeah. Fantasy VII was 97. And like, and like so. the, the, the cutscenes were, were uh, trailblazing at the time to have such high-definition cutscenes that they yeah. sold a lot of PlayStations just on that look alone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, I just find it funny that, um, that he watched something that changed his life. And then later on went to create something that probably changed just as many lives. Oh, as Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so I that's where it. I'm going to end this week's Dragon of the Week. Oh, so, round of applause. Yes. Round of applause for Yoshinori Kitase. He oh. is awesome. And I'm really happy to have him be in the ether and be a Dragon of the Week. My heart's going to be it. a little warmer as I play this remake this week. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, uh, yeah, on that note, that'll bring us to the end of this week's episode. As always, at least for the foreseeable future, we record live in our two houses, known as the Dragon's Lairs. One of these days, we've got to record on the roof. What? what? <laughs> Sorry. The Dragon's Tower. Above ground? <laughs> yeah. You're just going to hear... Nyeow, nyeow. We live by that road. <laughs> Yeah, from both of our houses, yeah. <laughs> you can also find us online. That's right. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram for some fun content. Both of those handles are at Taste of Dragons. We just do a thing where we talk through the week and text each other and then turn those texts into content. Hey, everything's content if you, uh, if you try either hard enough or not hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> We're either not trying or trying too hard. It's genuine. That's, right. That's what matters most. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. And we are <gasps> the, the Taste of, of Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Yay. Bye-bye. I think he messes up on purpose just to come back a week <laughs> so later and get praised. So I can remake it. I'm on to you. <laughs>